This is Money Guide with Mary Stirk from Stirk Financial Services. Now, here's Mary Stirk. Today with me, I have Amy McFarland. Welcome, Amy. Good morning, Mary. How are you? I am fantastic. You know, Amy does business development for Stirk Financial, so although I want her to have a good retirement plan, I hope it's not anytime soon. <laughs> oh, that's job security, Mary. <laughs> there you go. Okay, so here's the thing is that when you are looking out at your retirement, there is a point in time that I call the retirement mecca. <laughs> and this retirement mecca is truly the point where like all of the stars align and you really can confidently pull that retirement trigger. Okay. And it's the point in life where work actually becomes optional. Okay. Right? So knowing that work is optional. I just heard angels singing. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing that work and optional is optional is a fantastic point in life because then really you can choose whether you want to work or not. Sure. So I'm not necessarily advocating that just because you can retire that you should. Mm -hmm. I think you should spend time doing whatever it is that you love. But knowing whether or not work has become optional is really the core trigger to know whether or not retirement is possible for mm -hmm. you at this time. So there is... The, the, the point that work becomes optional coalesces when three things line up. Okay. All right. So those okay. three things are your finances have to be in order. No right. doubt about it. Yes. All of your health-related issues have to be in order. And you have to be emotionally ready for retirement. That's a biggie. It really is. Mm -hmm. And I, I want to talk about each one of those three things because if one of them isn't aligned, then you have not reached your retirement mecca yet. <laughs> <laughs> one of them might be there, but if the other two aren't there, it's not really the quality of retirement life that you're going to want to have. Mm -hmm. It's not planned. It really isn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about emotional readiness. I mean, Amy, you've probably heard stories before of people who are afraid of retirement or when they get into retirement, they don't know what to do with themselves. Yes. I, I, you know what I, uh, the comment I hear often is, I've been waiting for this, I've been waiting for this, and now it's here and uh, I don't know how to change gears. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. When you're, for the last 40 years, used to waking up in the morning and putting on your suit and tie or your, you know, your farm boots and going out and and doing the work that you need to do and coming in late and coming in tired, that's what you're used to. It's the devil that you know. <laughs> and you know, Mary, I think sometimes not being emotionally ready puts you in a situation that I've seen so often where people are so busy volunteering that they don't have any free time because maybe some guilt eked in there and they just didn't really think about what they want yes. in those years. And I think that not that you shouldn't volunteer because you should, but <laughs> <laughs> you should give back. <laughs> I think that sometimes when I talk about the idea of emotional readiness, it's interesting because I, I sometimes think that women tie into that wording more and men kind of glaze over like, oh, you know, I don't have to worry so much about my emotional readiness. But the truth is, it's probably exactly opposite of that, right? So men who are listening out there, do not do not stop listening when I say emotionally ready. Because here's what I mean by that is, what are you going to do with your time when you're no longer working? And work, I think, defines you. Defines work has all probably defined mm -hmm. you for a lot of years. Yes. So 
um, the best way that you can start to prepare yourself emotionally for retirement is to think about this one specific question. If money were no object, what would you spend your time doing? Okay. You know, Hmm. and really that's going to inform you of how your retirement is likely to look if you set it up the way that you really want to. So, Amy, if money were no object for you, I know you love your job, but (laughs) what would you spend your time doing? You know, Mary, I think for us, it would be traveling. That's just something that is really hard to do when you're still in the midst of a career. It is because you go travel and you love it. And then when you yeah. travel and you mm-hmm. get home and it's you're just, tired, then you need a vacation to recover from your vacation. It's a paradigm <laughs> shift. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. And so, you know, so that's one thing to think about is, yes, maybe you'd travel more. Maybe you'd pick up some hobbies that you haven't had time for. Photography, woodworking, crafting, gardening. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people say to me they want to spend more time with their grandchildren or they just want to kind of gear down a little bit or, or spend more time cooking. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's all kinds of things that people want to do, but those lead to what your emotional readiness for retirement is. If you can't figure out how to spend your time when you retire, you are going to struggle when you do retire. Mm-hmm. So um, this, this absence of a job creates a vacuum in your life that you have to fill with something. And you'll be emotionally ready to retire when you're filling it with something that's actually meaningful to you. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. The health-related matters are another big thing, right? So health-related matters um, means a variety of different things. First of all, it means health insurance, right? Yes. So oh. if you've retired oh. before you're eligible for Medicare, you have to figure out, well, how do I insure myself until Medicare age? Mm-hmm. If you've gotten to Medicare age, you have to figure out the complex, confusing, and often ridiculous Medicare system. <laughs> <laughs> and then as you get older, you have to address the issues of, well, what happens if I need some kind of extended care? You know, if I need right. a nursing home type of care, what happens if I, you know, would develop Alzheimer's or dementia and need, you know, caregiving, things like that. So all of these health-related issues kind of wind into a big ball of anxiety for mm-hmm. a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And um, there, there is a good way to kind of just piece by piece step through them with the help of a good financial planner or someone that understands the healthcare system to make sure that you have all your ducks in, in a row on the health side of things before you actually pull that retirement trigger. Okay. So, um, and then the last thing, of course, is getting your financial matters all in a row. So obviously you want to make sure you don't run out of money. That's kind of an important piece of (laughs) retirement planning. Um, And then you also want to make sure that if you have plenty of money, that you're deploying it in the right way. You know, so there's mm-hmm. a there's a method to the madness of how money should be set up in retirement, how it should be allocated to different investments, how much, you know, should be devoted to paying bills and how much should be devoted to the fun stuff we want to do in retirement. Um, you want to be paying attention on the financial side to, to what your legacy is, you know, like what's the impact that you want to leave in the world financially? Because mm-hmm. even though your goal may be to spend the last dollar that you have on the last day that you're alive <laughs> generally doesn't work out quite that way. <laughs> sure, absolutely. Usually there, you know, usually you have some left. You know, that's why we have estate planning. That's why we have probate courts. That's why, you know, when someone passes away, their stuff has to go to somebody 
And so figuring out what you want to have happen in that is part of the financial getting ready for retirement. Oh, absolutely. And that can change, you Mm -hmm. know, as you sit and and ponder it. You know, in your last retirement seminar, you were talking about Medicare. And what age does that insurance officially kick in? 65. Okay. Yeah. So let's do a quick quick overview on the health-related stuff, Okay. All right, so here's the deal. Until you're 65, you have to have private health insurance. It is now the law that you have to have it. If you don't, you're going to have penalties on your tax returns that you have to pay. And um, it's expensive. Okay. So the bottom line is you have to have the insurance coverage. If you're in your early 60s or late 50s and you're single, you probably can expect to spend around $700 a month on cool. good health insurance. On your own, and if you're in a family plan, if it's you and a spouse, you're probably looking at $1,000 or more for health insurance a month. And I know that's an astonishing number, but it's also real. Sure. So if you're thinking about retiring early, you really have to put yourself in a position where you have that money set aside to cover the insurance. Okay. Okay. But here's the cool thing about retirement is getting your financial docs in a row is going to help you know if you do have the money to do that. And if you have the money to do it, you can then choose, do I want to retire and spend my money on this crazy health insurance? Or would I rather keep working because I like my job and it still provides me health insurance? Sure. Right? So there's no right or wrong answer to that. But knowing the two alternatives is really important in making a good decision about whether or not this work thing has become optional for you. (laughs) Right? All right. Medicare then is broken down into kind of four parts. So there's a part A, a part B, a part D as in dog, and Medicare supplement. Now, you might have noticed that I skipped over C (laughs) in the A, B, C, D listing. There is a part C. It's a little bit more obscure. There's not as many people that use it, so I don't talk about it very much. It's out there, but it's more specialized. So we're going to kind of skip that because for most people, what happens is when you're 65, you need to sign up for part A. Even if you're still working and you have health insurance or your job, you need to sign up for Medicare at age 65. <clears throat> the Part B is what you sign up for when your health insurance or your job stops or when you're 65, you know, whichever one comes mm-hmm. later. And then um, the Part A is free. You don't pay anything for Part A. Part B you do have to pay for, and it's usually about $125 a month right now. All right. Some people pay it right out of their Social Security check. Some people don't. Some people have it um, just paid out of their bank account. Part D is your drug coverage. So the D for drugs is kind of an easy (laughs) one to remember. That can cost anywhere from $5 a month to $500 a month, and it just totally depends on what drugs you're taking. Okay. So the best thing you can do on the Part D is to go visit with someone who um, knows how the Part D works. It can be, there's usually resources like at senior centers um, or insurance agents can help you figure out, just bring your drug list and they'll plug it into the system and help you figure out what's the best coverage for you mm-hmm. with the drugs that you're actually taking. And then Part D has an open enrollment that once a year you can change the plan that you're on. So let's just say that you get sick midway through the year and now you need a new heart medication. Okay. And it's really expensive and your drug plan isn't doing a good job covering it. At open enrollment period, which, you know, is generally speaking middle of October to beginning of December, you can change your drug plan and now get onto a plan that is going to cover the drugs you're taking a little bit better. As we speak then. Yes. (laughs) You (laughs) could be doing that. It's now. You can do that now. (laughs) So um, 
And then the Medicare supplement is something that you take out yourself. It's um, done through a private insurance company. Mm -hmm. It's designed to cover everything that Medicare doesn't cover. And um, the bottom line with it is they're all exactly the same coverages no matter what company you're with. All of the bells and whistles that they add as add-ons make them a little bit different, but the core coverages are the same because they're government-mandated coverage. Okay. They're going to run you about 125 bucks a month too, maybe 150 so <clears throat> part A, no cost. Part B, about $125 a month. Part D, totally depends on your drug needs, maybe $5 up to $500 a month. And then the Medicare supplement is maybe about $125 to $150 a month. So that's what you can expect to spend on the Medicare provisions in, in retirement. And all of that starts when you're 65 or older. Okay. Okay. So quick primer there on Medicare. But you have to get these health-related things in order for you to, you know, feel really confident. Yes, that you're absolutely. That retirement trigger. Now we're going to talk about the fact that there's actually five steps, five very distinct steps that go into a good retirement plan. And I want to talk a little bit about what each one of them are. All right. So first of all, Number one is understanding what your own money philosophy is. Oh. Okay. So a money philosophy. Okay, I can do that. (laughs) Everyone has one. They just might not realize that that's what it is. Right. Right. So money philosophy is all about understanding what it is that you want the money that you have to do in your life. Oh. Right. So understanding what you want to do. Um with your life in retirement is going to inform us what your money philosophy is. Like my money philosophy is very simple. Money buys you choices. If you have a lot of money, you have a lot of choices in how you can spend it and what lifestyle you want to live. If you have a very limited amount of money, then you are much more limited in the choices of how you want to live. Okay. So my entire money philosophy is money buys you choices. Yes, I love that. And everybody has their own money philosophy about what they really value in their life that they want their money to do for them. Okay. So step one in a good retirement plan is thinking about what is your money philosophy? What do you want your money to do and create for you in your life? Okay. Okay. Number two is to determine what you want your retirement years to feel like and to be like. Okay. So if you want your retirement years to be filled with travel, we need to know that for a good retirement plan. If you're going to be someone that really um, just likes staying at home and really enjoys the aspect of, of being at home and, and that's your lifestyle, we need to know that. Because the two different types of lifestyles that I've just outlined, one with lots of travel and one without, require a totally different level of money. Oh, sure. <laughs> and we need to make sure that we align the money that you have with the life you want to lead, right? Right. That's what good, a good retirement plan is going to do. So the thing about determining what you want your retirement to look and to feel like all goes back to that question of if money were really no object, what would you spend your time doing? Okay. And then also what is the impact that you want to leave on the world? Right. right. So not just from a financial standpoint, but from a, you know, a standpoint of what lessons do you want to still teach your grandchildren? What do you want to, you know, have happen with your relationships in this latter part of your life? What do you want to do for your community? Things like that, because all of those things help us figure out what kind, how do we need to, to point your money to support sure. your retirement? Right. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number three 
is that you have to address the strengths and weaknesses of where you are right now. All right. And that's where it gets kind of complex for people. <laughs> right. So you might have some really good things lined up financially and you might have your health care lined up or you might be a total hot mess when it comes to some of this stuff and not have it all lined up perfectly. That's where you might need some help. Right. Okay. But you have to figure out where you're strong and then we want to build on those strengths for a good retirement plan. And you have to figure out where your weaknesses are so we can wrap some strength around that. All right. And then if you are, can get honest with yourself and know those things, you're going to be able to put together a good plan that carries you confidently through your retirement years. All right. Okay. The fourth step then is to create a strategy to bridge the gap from where you are right now to that ideal oh, retirement. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Now, creating strategy might be your strong suit, and if it is, awesome. You can do this yourself. If creating strategy is not your strong suit, that's where a retirement planner comes into play. They can tell you, hey, here's the assets you have. Here's the best way to line them up to try to create the strongest retirement possible for you. You know, this reminds me of the adage. I think you and I have talked about this in um, child rearing, and that is, Getting your kids to say, getting, having a conversation where you back it out for the kids. Yeah. Uh, You know, I I think I told you one of my kids said, I really want to drive a BMW. I said, okay, so (laughs) (laughs) let's back that out and let's figure out how that could happen for you someday. And it was really an eye opener for them to realize you don't just say, I want a high-profile car. It's (laughs) This is how much they cost, you know. And maybe you should tweak your, um, what you, what you, what you're wanting at that time. Well, that's what's so cool about a good retirement plan is it starts with here's where you are now. And if you don't change anything, here's what it's going to look like. Exactly. And if that lines up with what your goals and desires are, fantastic. You're fine. You don't need to change anything. But if it doesn't line up, then maybe there's some things that you could tweak to get it more closely lined up with the life that you want to lead. And that's what a good retirement plan is going to show you it's going to back exactly it out. how to do. Mm-hmm. There you go. Hopefully you don't back that BMW into something <laughs> not good. <laughs> it's just having a plan, you yes. know. And <clears throat> I, I don't think it's as easy as we might think to um, know what we want. No, that probably is one of the more difficult things mm-hmm. about it. So there are different strategies that are out there that people can use with their retirement dollars. Um, In fact, I recently wrote a book called Ready to Pull the Retirement Trigger. And you can um, find that on our website. You can go out and it's on Amazon for sale right now as an ebook. And um, the first five callers who call in today... Um, and request a copy of the book. I will send you a free copy of my ebook. Oh, nice. Um, and so you can call at 605 217 3555. Just tell me you want a copy of the free ebook, and we will email that to you. But in the ebook, there is an entire section about how to create the strategy that bridges the gap from where you are now to your ideal retirement. Okay. So it gives you some concrete ideas on how to do that and what are a couple smart ways to do it so that you you can set things up for yourself in a way that actually matters in your own life. Okay. So I wrote the book so that people who want to do it yourself 
know how to do it themselves. They have a guide, a strategic guide to doing it themselves. And then for people who maybe read the book and say, well, you know, that's good to know. I'm glad to know how it works, but I don't actually want to do it myself, that we've included information in there on how to find and interview a good financial planner. And of course, for those in the Siouxland areas, I think maybe you know one. (laughs) But um, how to find a good financial planner that's really going to help you get to that next level and, and plan out that retirement. And then, of course, the fifth step after creating that strategy is to actually pull the retirement trigger. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Scary, yes. big change in life, massive um, you know, difference from working to not working. And retirement can be a very, very wonderful part of your life. And even more so if you have those three things lined up, the emotional readiness, the health-related matters, and the financial matters. Yes. And I, I did want to say quickly and thank um, a lot of the listeners who came to your recent retirement seminar. Yes, it, it was, was fun, fun to see some yeah. of our listeners yeah. there. We do have a seminar coming up um, November 1st. It's for caregivers who are stepping into the role of handling the finances for other people. So we'd love to have you join us for that. You can get more information on our website at struckfinancialservices.com. Or you can call me. Yes, you can call Amy directly. <laughs> but don't hesitate to uh, join us for a seminar. Don't hesitate to call in and get a copy of the free ebook. And we hope that This information on Money Guide with Mary Stirk has really helped you figure out what is going to go into your own good retirement plan. Call us at 605-217-3555. The first five callers will get a free digital copy of Mary's book. The views expressed are not necessarily the opinion of your audio provider and should not be construed directly or indirectly as an offer to buy or sell any securities or services mentioned herein. Investing is subject to risks, including loss of principal invested. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. No strategy can assure a profit nor protect against loss. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should only be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Securities and investment advisory services are offered through Woodbury Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Insurance offered through Sturk Financial Services, which is not affiliated with Woodbury Financial. Sturk Financial Services is located at 350 Oak Tree Lane, Suite 150, Dakota Dunes, South Dakota, 57049, and can be reached at 605-217-3555.